You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Welcome to the Pixels and Ink Podcast, episode 263, brought to you by CG Magazine. I'm your host, Lisa Mior, and joining us today are Brendan Fry. Hello, hello, hello. Brendan Quinn. Hello. And Phil Brown. That's me. How are you gentlemen doing today? Uh, great. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's just great. Pretty, pretty snazzy. It's pretty snazzy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, why don't we get started? Um, so one bit of game news we have going on is uh, Andy Serkis is uh, the creating a... Uh, Planet of the Apes game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, using yeah. his uh, mocap studio. Yeah, his right? mocap studio called Imaginarium, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. It yeah. sounds interesting. Yeah. It's like um, I guess it's set between the dawn of the Planet of the Apes and the War of the Planet of the Apes, and it's about uh, like other ape faction that leaves because they want to avoid the war with the humans. Okay, and then they end up uh, crossing a mountain and being attacked by the humans. So it doesn't work out for them. But I guess it's going to be an almost entirely like choose your own adventure type game um, where it's almost exclusively narrative based and based Mm -hmm. on options. And you can pick whether you want to be the humans or the apes Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, determine their various destinies. Um, Yeah, I'm okay with it. I do kind of I do like those. I I like Telltale style gaming Mm -hmm. um, and I love this franchise. And, you know, the fact that they're using the same technology they used to make the movies is interesting. Uh, the problem is I've never, like, had a, th- a truly satisfactory choose-your-own-adventure narrative experience. I find there's always, like, one mm-hmm. thread that's actually interesting, and then the rest are just a bunch of stuff happening. Yeah. So I'm worried about that. But it could also, be interesting. movie games usually aren't great. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. Um, it's hard, surprisingly, to go either way because game movies are also usually nah. not great. But, I mean, if the content's there, I don't see why they can't. Yeah, the fact that it's the original creators is gives me hope. Yeah, it's yeah. just um, ultimately format, and like you know, I'd bet you the fact those last two Planet of the Apes movies, though I love them, are super depressing. So I don't know if I want to like go through a eight-hour depressing Planet of the Apes experience. I think that's the only way to do it. Just, okay, just I will dive in. Would yeah. you rather just like a hack and slash? You're an ape, and you just run around and just platform and slash people yeah (laughs) (laughs) so the people that are making it fox next uh made alien isolation oh okay so i mean that's pretty cool there's a movie property that was a pretty i think fox next published alien oh did something related to alien isolation because i think total uh sorry creative assembly actually made alien isolation oh Oh, yeah it would make sense if they're distributing because they're both fox properties Mm -hmm. um but yeah, that proved that they did one good, yeah. one really good yeah. uh, game out of Fox Properties. So, you know, maybe it'll happen again. Yeah. Has there been a Planet of the Apes game before? There had to. Have There's got to yeah. be some for like Atari yeah. or. There must have been like an. Ad- I feel like there must have been a point and click adventure game back. In the or day that, or yeah, like definitely. That. But I don't actually know. I've never investigated that before. I'm just trying to think. I think just the gap was probably too big because the first series ended in the early '70s. And so the only opportunity to do a game after that would have been that horrible there Mark was a, Wahlberg no, movie. Yeah. Oh, there, there was, was for the, PlayStation. Yeah, yeah there was a Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg movie. Yep. Of course there was. And a Game Boy Advanced game. Yeah. 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 It must have been great since we're just finding out about them yeah. now. <laughs> I mean, oh. the movie was so no, the good. Boy, How could they not make game a good Boy game? Oh, I know. Look at this game. It's the same game. Oh, it looks That's amazing. Of the Apes? <laughs> yes. That's ridiculous. So it's like this crazy... 
Is it like a platformer? Yeah. yeah like a oh no, there's an even better Metro. one here. Here's Hold the, on. The... Oh yeah, that looks like original PlayStation. Yeah, this is great audio for everyone. Polygons. I know, right? It's just yeah, the PlayStation like, polygons oh, so are great. priceless. It's and, so great. And then the Game Boy Advance looks like it was like a Metroidvania kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. which is an interesting choice. It looks really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, well, oh, this could turn things around. You can fight a snake. That's right. Oh, I like that. Yeah, everyone remembers that great snake fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, a knife. No, it's a knife snake fight. Yeah, yeah. So great. That classic scene. I love yeah, it. That was yeah. a classic scene in the movie. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. when you think of it, like Mark Wahlberg fighting that snake, you're like, oh, hundred percent. No, no seat. No one was in their seats at that end of that scene. They for were just sure. like sitting on the edge of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah. yeah. No. What are what are some of the worst? Movie game added to game adaptations. Uh, I mean, you have um, E.T. Yeah, well, of well, course. Obviously. Notoriously. You know what? The Star Wars ones for Super Nintendo yeah, those were, good. were awesome. Yeah. Those were good. Actually, those actually were good. most Star Wars games have been good. Like, TIE Fighter yeah. was great. I loved even Shadows of the Empire and N64. Oh, for sure. For sure. Which Vons- I haven't played since then. It might be terrible now. It doesn't hold I loved it when I was like 12. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was my favorite. But. What were some of the really disappointing? I remember being really heartbroken by the Back to the Future NES game. Oh, that was not yeah. good either. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, this is going to be me. I'm going to drive around flying cars and stuff. And I'm just walking around solving puzzles, jumping on skulls. Uh, the Ghostbusters one was also pretty terrible. That was rough. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. The Green Roger Rapid game was pretty bad. That was. The Freddy Krueger and, yeah. and Friday the 13th games were brutal. Yeah. Nintendo was not a good time no, for licensed games. Was, it was really they bad. were just very, very clearly... Just and took an unfinished, broken game and slapped, slapped some, the property yeah. on top of it. Yeah. What about um, Street Fighter, the movie, the game? That one? Oh, yeah. That Actually, yeah. What's his name? The, the guy who played Gomez and uh, Raul Julia. Yeah, he yeah. killed that movie. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. As, like, over the top and cheesy. No, but he ever played shows, the game based on that movie? Yeah. Oh, there's a game based yeah, on yeah. the movie Fighter, based on the game. Yeah, the Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Oh, the I didn't. Same one for yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat as well. Yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat, the movie, the That's game right. as well. That's right. Yeah, no, it was like, it was the Street Fighter controls, but with the, like, still image spirits of Mortal Kombat with the cast from Street Fighter. Yeah. Okay. I remember at the time being like loving it because I meant I could be Jean-Claude Van Damme which at like age 10 was a big dream of mine. <laughs> um, but I haven't played it since and I can't imagine no. even for camp value that it no. would be worthwhile. Although I mean if it's the same controls as Street Fighter like but I don't know. Yeah, uh, was it more sluggish? I don't remember. I remember it being more sluggish, but then again, I was a kid and dumb. Well, that's so exactly know. it. Like I said, I was just like, I have a Van Damme. This is amazing. Hold on, guys. Yeah, what you got? There's an emoji movie game. Of course there is. <laughs> what? Oh, that's exciting. I'm going to install Finally. it. Finally. Yeah. It's what I've been waiting for. Yeah, Me yeah. too. <laughs> it wasn't announced at E3. It was so let down. It's like what I was really excited for. <laughs> Did you see the emoji movie, Phil? Oh, yeah. It was horrible. Okay. Yeah. I thought I'd ask. You mean like straight up horrible, not horrible, horrible enough? Yeah. But they, yeah, that was the problem. I was hoping Hoping it, excuse me, I was hoping I'd at least be able to laugh at it, but it was just really, it was like the dullest, most like believe in yourself child uh, plot. Yes. And then also the most egregious like uh, product placement I've ever seen. Really? Because you could tell watching it that they like had the bare bones plot and then all the like set pieces and sequences were based on whatever app agreed to allow them to be part of it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Which some like just didn't even make sense. Like their like Dropbox was heaven. What? In it? Yeah, like you know, Dropbox, yeah. which all the kids love. Yeah. yeah. And then like, <laughs> and then like they get between phones through Spotify. They would what? stream between phones. That doesn't even make sense. I know. Like, that literally sh- makes no sense. Like Dropbox makes sense. Like go to Dropbox down to another phone. Like it's so stupid. Like, There's like a Candy Crush sequence. It was just, well, it had to be. Of course. None of this makes any sense. Like it just seems like, <clears throat> so hey, stupid. we need to make the money back of this movie. Yeah. Put every product we physically could For do. Sure. Which they did, yeah. right? I yeah, mean, they sure did. And it was, was it an Uber joke? 
I don't remember. There okay. must have been. I checked out at a certain point. I'm gonna be <laughs> I honest. know. It was. I mean, it was very early on. Just like the general concept, because like the main character's uh, Matt emoji yeah. decides he feels too much for that, and then he goes on an adventure <laughs> with a guy with uh, a thumbs up emoji. And the reason that guy feels disenchanted is that he used to be in the like. Because it's inside a kid's phone. Yeah. And the thumbs up emoji used to be in the kid's top five quick yeah. pick emojis. Yeah, and yeah. he got bumped out. So oh, it was an existential oh boy, what a tragedy. It this, was, it was this, horrible. This all sounds like the worst I thing. I know. Ever. But yeah. the good news is like, not even kids liked it. So. <laughs> it that just was failed. A plus. Oh, that really failed. Okay. And God bless. Because the Angry Birds movie was a hit, and I was oh. really upset. Because that movie barely is a movie. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. But this was even worse. Weird. I can't. Yeah. I wish I could say it was funny to watch to make fun of, but it wasn't. No. It was just horrible. That's that's your job is <laughs> yeah. I don't envy you sometimes. It was a rough one. Oh, I that was a rough know. one. Um No, I'll bug you after the podcast for this Okay. One. <laughs> <laughs> All cool. right. Um so there was some news about Tokyo forty two. Brendan, you wanna yeah, fill us in on this that one? Was, um like when marketing stunts backfire. Uh so basically uh one of the I think it was a publisher, not one of the developers. Someone associated with the game. Someone associated yeah. with Tokyo 42 actually back in May started a fake Twitter account of a, a developer who claimed that Tokyo 42 was a ripoff of his game for the Spectrum from the 80s called Tokyo, Tokyo 41. 41. And, um, you know, nothing really caught on uh, at first. So the guy started posting images of his original game. And then games journalists started looking into it, and nobody could find hide nor hair of this game ever actually existing. So, long story short, it turned out that he had made up this fake character and this fake game in order to kind of generate some marketing hype, which also, it didn't go anywhere and got people kind of riled up saying, like, you know, there is tons of thievery and, and IP theft and, uh, you know, indie developers kind of getting screwed over, so he shouldn't make a joke about it. But I think... At least he tried something different. Yeah. And again, at the end of the day, for good or bad, he got people talking about his game, mm -hmm. which yeah. I don't think was selling very well to begin with. Mm -hmm. It's so it's so pretty though. Yeah. Don't oh, yeah. The aesthetic's great, and I, like anything kind of top down, I'm I'm sold on. But the best thing is now people are asking for a like a demake version of Tokyo 42. Of Tokyo, well, or Tokyo 41, like the fake yeah. game, because everybody loved how cool it looked. <laughs> uh, which, you know, whatever. If that happens, that's pretty cool, too. I'd, I'd love to see that game. It looked really cool. Yeah. I just thought it was funny that because the internet investigators are so good, they realized that, you know, the, um, the game scrolled too fast for something released yeah. on that platform, and in fact, the Spectrum didn't have a mouse, so the point is, like, <laughs> shooting. <laughs> like, you know, you can't fool the internet. They will no. figure out that you are full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of thievery, mm -hmm. more developments in the HBO hacks. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, some more episodes were leaked, and mm -hmm. uh, so. Uh, yeah, episodes were leaked, and the Twitter account got hacked, and kept tweeting out. Oh, well, I think I got it down here. They kept tweeting out, uh, "Let's make HBO hack trending." <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and like HBO would delete it, and then a few hours they'd hack back in and post it again, and. Um, yeah, at the beginning of the week, HBO claimed that they weren't actually in contact with them, yeah. and all the news stories they'd heard about, and then, like, more stuff started happening, became clear they were. And, yeah, they claimed they, and they had some Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes were leaked, and Game of Thrones, and, yeah, it's getting weird and not great. The Game of Thrones thing, I thought, was the fact that their service, their, like, streaming service, HBO Now, mm -hmm. streamed it out as if it was an actual show. Yeah. 
in the Netherlands and Sweden. So one of those, right. like, like, that sort of thing. And then people just started downloading it from that service. Of course. But who knows? Because, I mean, like... So maybe they, they hacked they, in and, they like, claim this, Yeah, well, they claim the same thing with that Indian... Yeah. Like, these could be easily be cover-up stories. Because, I mean, there's been I mean? numerous... Oh, they just kind of spin it? Like, yeah, we didn't get totally. stolen. It was on purpose. Exactly, yeah. It's convenient that, like, all of a sudden these weird accidents started happening. Because there's a lot like of... one after another. Yeah, that's, that's true. I never even thought about so that. So, who but. knows? Because there's a lot of... Ep- like, right now, I think... <laughs> Almost every episode of Game of Thrones has released earlier than the actual scheduled date. I know. And for their second last segment of season, this is not great for them. Yeah, no, definitely not. It's funny. I know a bunch of like Game of Thrones fanatics, and I don't think any of them have actually watched any of the leaked episodes. No, or at least no. nobody's even. Yeah, no one about I know. Yeah, because they're very uh, like people I know. They're Game of Thrones fanatics have a ritual about it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Just, I mean, they're night, Sundays. They're big thing. Then, everybody comes over. And they I got go a live tweet bar. about how I don't want spoilers. Yeah, but I do. And <laughs> all that stuff so yeah i think they've been lucky on that regard but it is it's yeah just it's, it's been very strange and yeah. I, how hbo's handled it has been very bizarre it's been a lot of covering their tracks and i don't know it's it's, it's, it's a weird thing yeah and it and it's felt like um as much as it's been out there yeah. it's been almost underreported yeah and i feel like part of that was due to the the Sony hacks, mm-hmm. which became such a sensation, and that like played right in the hackers' yeah. hands. Yeah, we're trying, we're trying to put to be, it less. Trying to be careful on that. It's just a weird like. There's no, you know, the, like the precedents are being set for what this is. Yeah, it's also the problem going away. And the problem is, there's so much misinformation about these hacks that you start reporting and like no, HBO like nope, that's not real. Mm-hmm. And you don't know if what you're reporting is actually fact or just some internet rumor or some yeah. Reddit rumor or whatever. Yeah. So it's really hard to say. It's really hard to actually get the facts as HBO is not cooperating and the hackers aren't being clear what they actually yeah, have. Yeah. So it's the whole thing is very, very bizarre. Yeah, everybody can just sit back and let them hack it out. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Eventually, either they pay or they don't, and people will continue to watch Game of Thrones every Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. That's a, that's the thing. So yeah. totally neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, what's something that's not cool? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool that HBO got hacked. Go them. <laughs> More referring to the people that have the ritual. But anyway, a um, little more somber note. Uh, so uh, one of the stunt people on the set of Deadpool 2 was killed in the middle of a set, uh, stunt, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, riding a motorcycle in Vancouver. through a building mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, yeah, it was a really uh, yeah, big tragedy. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously horrible and sad that yeah. happens. It also is, is something that happens more often than you'd think. Oh, um, no, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, like last... Well, that Resident Evil one, like, broke their back or something. Lost her arm. Last oh, lost year. her arm. A stunt, okay, a stunt yeah. woman lost her arm on Resident Evil, and they, you know, just kept that quiet. And, yeah, it, 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 you know, it's just unfortunately... I mean, I have to say I am pleased that Ryan Reynolds, is, as soon as it happened, did tweet out that, like, thoughts were with her, because I know yeah. a lot of this stuff happens in the studio just kind of sweeps right. into the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want that tainting your movie. And uh, oh, for sure. I feel like they handled it as well as they could. Have. Well, you know, they, they for did. For sure. They actually sh- uh, made sure that as soon as it happened, like, family was the, like, family knew mm. about it. Like, it went on, like, online so people could actually, you know, and know I mean, it's a happens. risky career oh, choice. Yeah. That's oh, literally yeah. their exactly. job, right? It's yeah. like when a, like a professional athlete, you know, dies in, like, an avalanche yeah. or something. It was like, it's sad, but at the same time, they yeah. know the risks. That's yeah. why they do what they do. Sadly, one of those things that's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And at least and at least everyone acknowledged it and handled it as best they could. Unlike, you know, all those munchkins died or whatever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, things were different in the 30s. It was very I different, find, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, easier so, to cover so that this up. was the stunt woman for Domino's character? Um, 
it what actually it's like from pictures I saw and I didn't like I, I don't know how accurate they were. It actually looked like it was like Lady Deadpool. Oh really? Yeah. Weird. Which they, they didn't say it was going to be in the movie. No, oh, so yeah. that could be even just like an accidental. I, I, I know that yeah. I, I think the studio released a thing just a little bit after it happened that it was Domino stunt double. So. Uh, okay. I just saw a, a video. I just saw a picture that looked like Deadpool with boobs on a motorcycle. <laughs> but I have to admit, I didn't investigate much. Well, I mean, Lady that. Deadpool yeah. is in the comics, <laughs> yeah. right? So oh, totally. That, that yeah. could be a thing. And yeah. knowing them, it would be. Like, they want to make the yeah. second movie even zanier than the first. Oh, Why sure. not pull out all the stuff? I'm certain they, if it's not in this movie, Lady Deadpool will appear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Ryan Reynolds wants to make the entire universe. Kind yeah, of. totally. Totally. So, yeah, anyway, that was tragic. And then also, of course, uh, oh. uh, Tom Cruise broke his ankle this week, too. We, we haven't actually said her name. What? We didn't actually say her name. Oh, okay. Was. Yeah, her name's actually uh, Joy S.J. Harris. Okay. That's the person who well, died. R.I.P. She's, she's known for her motorcycle work, apparently. Yeah. Right. Bummer. I know because I looked her up. I'm like, who is this woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's done lots of movies. Yeah, she probably did some Fast and Furious and that sort of thing. Yeah. That's a bummer. Um, yeah, and then um, also this week, in a week of stunt mishaps, uh, yeah. Tom Cruise also broke his ankle doing a stunt for the new Mission Impossible movie. Which, um, yeah, and they've, they've <coughs> they, which it, it's very weird to me because he's 55 now. Yeah, but he's basically like tr- trying to be Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah but has he always them? like? really been dedicated in doing his own stunts oh, for well, every movie yeah. anyway well, yeah except, for sure except like he, his movies didn't really have stunts yeah. until yeah. he was like in his 40s like mm-hmm. the Mission Impossible ones were like the first one and that yeah. was deep in his career like he wasn't doing a lot of stunts in Rain Man you know no. what I mean <laughs> so or risky business he did that or, yeah. slide on his own yeah. Yeah. there was no stuntman totally, yeah. hey man I've rolled my ankle doing work yeah. Yeah. yeah like he learned to do like pool tricks and stuff but like his uh, like he didn't really start doing big action movies yeah. until the 90s and it, yeah, it's just odd to me that that's the route he's gone. Yeah, um, well, that's what Liam Neeson did too. To I right. suppose that's true, but Liam Neeson was not doing his own stuff. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, and this was yeah, the, there was footage released of it. It was like jumping across a building. It's a it's a bummer, but they everyone says it won't delay production. And apparently, like it wasn't it was certainly not the big stunt because there's some stunt in this that he they he claims he's been training for a year to do okay oh, wow. um they haven't said what it'll be but what like whatever it is we'll have to top that being strapped to a plane in the yeah. last one so i was it'll be yeah insane. i was gonna say or climbing that tower in dubai that he did just because yeah. yeah. why not yeah you know, totally. have a sandwich on the top oh yeah and like don't get me wrong that stuff's impressive like it was worth seeing those movies just for those but yeah. it's just odd to me that like in his 50s he's like now's the time I'm going to start doing crazy stunts. Yeah, I mean... I mean, of all the midlife crises you could go through. I suppose, yeah. I mean, like doing your own stunts and getting really fit to do it. Oh, so let's worse. not pretend worse, the public yeah. face of Scientology is necessarily <laughs> all there yeah. upstairs. Yeah, right? yeah. there's that, too. He's got the Scientologist telling him that he can fly, so... Yeah, but I'm, I'm, just, but I'm thinking, you use stunt doubles so you don't have... The insurance on an actor is far more than the insurance on a stunt. As oh, horrible sure, yeah. as that is... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, just a fact. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. if the main actor of the movie dies... It means that that movie's not going to be finished. If yeah. a stunt double dies, as horrible as it is, the insurance is less. So usually yeah, studios yeah. are like, nope, you can't do that stunt. That's, yeah. why, that's why a lot of um, uh, like actors that from Asian cinema come over here, yeah, yeah. they find it very hard to do their own stunts because just the insurance costs are so astronomical. Yeah, totally. Do you think, um, oh, this is a little morbid, mm. but the fact with like, CG and motion capture, mm. do you think that affects that in any way? What do you mean? Like, I mean, if you had... Okay, say somebody was out for the duration of the rest of the film. All right? Yeah. So they got really hurt. They couldn't continue the film. Yeah. Could they... 
now that we have CG, that's a little more. Well, yeah. well, well I mean, they, maybe they, they could they finish that with, it that way, with right? With Heath Ledger in that one movie. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and Paul Walker. Paul Walker he, yeah, Paul Walker. Yeah, in yeah. yeah, the Fast and Furious. Maybe that's so, yeah, yeah. Heath, that Heath Ledger, that was the one where they recast the part. They recast the role. Oh, so every single time, yeah, yeah, every single time, it was a new person. It exactly, just became yeah. a new actor for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. They, they they came up with that concept instead. But yeah, it no, wasn't a good have, movie though. No, I know. Yeah, no. I'm sure that that I I I don't know. I I'd imagine it must like especially mm-hmm. after the Fast and Furious became the most successful movie. I'm sure that that like probably played a role in insurance bonds because they know yep. they can at least you know get every every shot of his face first and then yep. let him do the dangerous stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah it's possible anyway Just picturing jackie chan going like oh my sweet summer child like <laughs> <laughs> broken, like every bone in his body yeah, yeah. in his movies and right. Tom cruise breaks an ankle and yeah but to be fair i mean jackie chan also was restricted to what he could do over here because when he was doing um Asian cinema. He did yeah. all his own stunts. Yeah, yeah, then he yeah. came over here. He only could do some of them. Just well, he he did them. They just weren't as ambitious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and a lot of, and and yeah, a lot of that was Asian. But I mean, those Hong Kong movies were nuts. Like, oh, they, yeah. someone yeah. should have stopped him. And yeah. he was directing them too, so there's no one to say no. I was saying yeah. like extras would get like broken bones and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he broke just his like... he broke his neck in the middle of a movie and finished it and made another movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he did one stunt in Project A where. You know, in Aladdin or any movie yeah. set in Arabia, where they they'll always have that slapstick bit where you like fall through the canopy. Yeah, 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 totally. So he did that through four and landed on the ground, and then looked at it and was like, "Not good enough." And did it again. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, okay, yeah. like that's that's a different thing than we do. We don't do that here. No, 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 no. no. Except Rich. for Jackass. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they shouldn't do that. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, Knoxville's new movie he's got coming out. I'm excited for is about. Him uh, playing a character who opens some like incredibly dangerous circus. Yeah, and so it's like a plot movie, but they do all their own stunts, which I always thought they should have done. Oh, yeah. and he yeah. was great. like clearly he enjoyed that ringleader role in the Jackass. Yeah. Oh movies. god, like, yeah, he was all about that. Oh, he's yeah, he's done more damage to himself than anyone. Yeah, yeah. He, he he can't. He has to have done some permanent damage, right? Oh yeah, he needs he needs to use a urethra to pee now. Really? Yeah, not a urethra. Uh, everyone uh, everyone needs to use a catheter. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone yeah. needs to use their urethra. No to pee. shit. I didn't yeah, know yeah, 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 yeah. He has to. Yeah, he needs a. We'll do a little square clap. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he does. A, I used to do it all the time. Don't worry about it. Um, he does a. Uh, yeah, he needs to use a, needs assistance to pee at all times. Okay, hasn't stopped him though. No. Keeps doing it. That's he loves it, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, he's the only one of that whole crew that genuinely seems to enjoy <laughs> going through all the pain. For sure, especially now that Steve O's sober. Is Steve O sober now? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. All right. Uh, should I uh, take over news? Do you yeah, well, you, well, got, we're, we're, we're on the movie and yeah, I'll TV news. Yeah, slip into it. This next one I'm looking up coming up about Paul Shear writing a Galaxy yeah, Quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Galaxy Quest. Uh, there's going to be a Galaxy Quest TV series on yeah. Amazon, and yeah. Paul Shear uh, just got hired to write it, which I'm very excited about. I'm a huge uh, fan. Uh, of will no, Tim Allen be involved at all? No. Or? God willing, no. no. Too busy on <laughs> they wrote a trailer for it, haven't they? Um, I don't think so. I, f- I believe there's been a trailer. Well, there was you, you that weird Seth MacFarlane... Yeah, uh, he has his, he has his hype. Galaxy Quest style show. Yeah. But it also could be one of the situations where Amazon does the pilots first, and then they have people vote on which ones they want. So mm. maybe Paul Schreier's been hired since the okay. pilot has aired. I, I don't know. I just know. The, I just know the, the details that I said. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. No problem. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I'm a big fan of him, and he, you know, does the best of the bad movie podcast so he certainly knows yeah. Yeah. about fake crap so he'll be the guy to do it so um, okay, yeah I, yeah no it blew my mind I, that Paul Shear 
for sure. That's crazy. Big fan of him, and I love Galaxy Quest. Yeah. So we shall see what happens. And then next up, uh, Daniel Craig finally said out loud that he's going to do mm-hmm. another, another James Bond movie. Yeah, Bond 25. Which will mean that he will, when that movie is released, he will have been playing James Bond longer than years-wise than anyone ever has. Really? Oh, yeah. just because of like time between releases exactly. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. The old ones were done yeah, like two a year type for of thing. sure. Like yeah, uh, default win. Yeah, Roger Moore like did still does the did the most. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. But he. Uh, but yeah. Um. Not over. They. Yeah. He was on a schedule where they were coming out every other year versus. Uh, oh, good old Craig's been taking breaks. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I'm on board with it, if only because like. It would be nice if he went out with a good movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. true. Spectre wasn't great, and they have been—they have been on a schedule of every other movie being good with yeah. us. So it checks out that this will be a, a good one. Oh, yeah, Skyfall was good. You're right. Yeah, Skyfall was really good. So, so yeah, like the opposite of Star Trek, and that the odd-numbered movies exactly. are the good ones. Exactly. Gotcha. One, three, five. Spectre wasn't awful. It just was kind of yeah. Well, I think yeah. they just they, yeah, they yeah. blew the chance of having Blofeld be like an awesome cool built-up villain for sure and they got too lost in their own mythology as yeah. anyone cared like, yeah, it's no, Bond. One, like, no one cares know, it doesn't matter um so i'm hoping yeah like i think it was pretty clear what went wrong in that one so i'm hoping they yeah get it right and hopefully they have like a listenable theme song would be great because <laughs> that last one was rough who did I'll, that last one um oh god what's his name Josh, was like Josh oh Gordon. um the British guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ed uh, Sam. No, no, no. Sam. Oh, Roberts? Sam no. Smith? Sam Smith. Yeah, Smith. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was a bad song, you're right. That was rough. Skyfall was good. Yeah. Because well, Adele was, did the one previously. Yeah, Adele did yeah. which was great. Well, post, post node surgery. And the, and the Skyfall one was supposed to be Radiohead, and they recorded it, and then they got uh, Cold Feet at the last minute, and he wrote that song in like an afternoon. And like it really, Sam Tom Smith. York did? Or? No, no, yeah. Tam, Sam oh, Smith. Oh, okay. And it really shows. No, the Radiohead one wasn't bad. It was just definitely a Radiohead song. But what was interesting is that they've taken it down since, but someone put the Radiohead song, the rejected Radiohead song on the opening credits and it actually <laughs> uh, of Skyfall and actually sunk up better than the Sam Smith one. Oh, movie. nice. Hmm. You, mean, so, you mean Spectre? Uh, Spectre, yeah. sorry. On the spec- and actually sunk up better than the Sam Smith one. Did, so I wondered if they kept the Radiohead one all the way through designing the credits. That's and then we're just like, okay, we'll just throw this on top sure, yeah, and hope it works. Exactly, that it was that late. And they added a couple little things, but overall it was more wow. in tune with the Radiohead, which is very bizarre. Bizarre, bizarre. <laughs> um, so, hmm. so, but we gotta start wearing clothes for this part. <laughs> so, anyway, hopefully, um, yeah, um, I got uh, good hopes for that, and uh, Lord knows how much he got paid for it because they were the. I mean, he said they they were the, he was the last offer he was given was when they still were trying to get him to do two more was 150 million dollars for the two. Wow, that yeah. is a lot of money. So, he turned that down. Yeah, he did because he did, just didn't want to do two more. Um, so for d- even just to do the one, it must have been like a, a ludicrous know, amount like of money, seventy million or something absurd like that. So he's a good Bond. Yeah, like oh, I he think he's, he's one of the better Bonds. He really is, and I would and I would genuinely like to see him go out on a good on yeah. a high note. So that'd be good. But then after that, I'm ready for them to reinvent. Yeah, it's, I'm it's, ready it's, for it's I want something uh-huh. fun again. Yeah, totally. You know, I like... think they should put, I think they should put Matthew Vaughn in charge of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh Kingsman. man, after Kingsman? Yeah, because like... those yeah. Kingsman movies are a great contemporary version of the like old-timey Bond. He knows how to do it. Whether or not he'd want to after like making two Kingsman movies isn't reasonable. Which is basically question. what he'd be yeah. doing. Yeah, right. Because yeah. he'd be like, I just did it twice. <laughs> like, I could do it with the name, I guess. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens with that. Yep. And what do we got next? Um, do, 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 do. The witch is Robert. Oh Aguirre's. yeah, yeah. The director. So the director of the witch mm-hmm. is going to reteam with Anya Taylor Joy, who's the star of the witch, for a remake of Nosferatu. 
Sure. Um, which they haven't given any details on, which I'm not against just because I love uh, that Max Shrek yeah. uh, Nosferatu vampire. It was one of my favorites. The creepiest yeah. like on-screen depiction, hands down, the best, in my opinion. For yeah. sure. And there hasn't been a bad movie with the Nosferatu. Cause there's only been a couple. There was the Herzog one, yeah. the original one, and then Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah. And all, and of that's that like sort of meta one, right? Yeah. That like he's actually really a vampire to make. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That they hired a real vampire to make the first Nosferatu, which is incredible. If you've never seen that, it's amazing. Check movie, out yeah. Yeah, Shadow of the Vampire. It's unfairly forgotten. But um, yeah, I'm on board. I, I loved uh, the witch, and that guy's really talented. Yeah. And mm. I'd be curious yeah. to see what he gets to do with the budget. And I hope they get that goat back because well, that goat has to be in every movie. He's a real scene stealer. Yeah, he could maybe he'll play Nosferatu. Yeah, good old right. Black Philip. <laughs> yeah. I expect my coach to have a long and illustrious career. We can only hope. All right, next up. This is exciting. Um, so uh, I'll bet you guys all thought that the Fast and the Furious experience would always purely be films. Yeah. But you're wrong. Oh, no, no yeah. way. You're wrong. You don't say. I know, yeah. Because they are currently planning a stadium t- live tour. Oh, oh okay. That uh, Vin Diesel has just shot some sort of filmed element for. So Vin, Vin will technically be there. You'll get to see him on screens, and then you get to see like race cars blow up. Um, in a live stadium. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, so, I'm down. Oh, I like, can't wait. I'm thinking I am of turtles in time. Yeah, yeah. Really, that's all I'm thinking of is like a lo- like a musical number, mm. and then they're gonna come out in spandex and crash cars and oh, like yeah. a lot like dance moves. Yeah, yeah. Now, what was the Ninja Turtles band? Out of the coming out of the shell store. Out of the shell, which is by the way the first concert I ever went to. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, I went to see them in the Kingston Hot Memorial Center. Oh wow. You are a lucky kid. Um, it was incredible. I'll yeah. never forget so it. Maybe, as it was long your as I first live. and best concert. Yeah, and your dad exactly. took you to 7. You got to go see the Ninja Turtles <laughs> exactly. live band. It's never been What a top. childhood. I know, right? <laughs> I didn't think I had a rough upbringing. <laughs> now I hate my parents. <laughs> it was a magical night. But um but this could top it. Um I'm not going to lie, I will probably go to this. Yeah. If it comes to Toronto, um, the idea of seeing cars explode in front of me <laughs> with Vin Diesel talking to me, his soothing tones, um, <laughs> is just way too exciting. So, um, but how would they blow up cars? Because I mean, they're, they're they're far too expensive. To well, I'd imagine it'll be mostly just like like the shell, stunt yeah. driving there, and stuff. Yeah, there yeah. is ways to do it. There's breakaway, and you can yeah. set up the yeah, right yeah, pyrotechnics. Yeah. It's no, yeah. more, not not a difficult feature. No, 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 I mean, blowing up cars is easy. I meant mm. more cost to return ratio if they have a, yeah. m- a big stadium well they're not going to be the actual built yeah, they won't cars be smart it's just going to be sports cars yeah, yeah. like you, you guys were saying like just shells yeah. of the car yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah here's our million dollar ferrari we need to crash and blow up <laughs> yeah, every yeah, single yeah. time we do a show yeah, that's yeah. really we just like a yeah. <laughs> done up. Exactly. we got a lot of debt <laughs> exactly <laughs> this is ill-advised oh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i'm just glad that it's coming out of my dreams and into real life. Wow, that's, that's incredible. Big, big news. Get out of your dreams into your car. I know, right? <laughs> um, and next, um, this is nice. Um, uh, so uh, Studio Ghibli, which yep. closed down, is now officially reopening because uh, Hayao Miyazaki is working on a new movie. Yep. And I guess the, like, while they didn't retain the name Studio Ghibli, yeah. the bulk of the animators still, like, stayed together as a collective to oh, work really? on other projects, um, like, for hire. yeah. And so uh, now that Miyazaki's making another movie, he's getting the whole band back together, and they're reopening, oh. and very exciting. Did they only close because he was like, "I'm done"? Yeah. Oh, okay. he's it wasn't because they seemed fairly successful. Oh yeah. It yeah. didn't seem like. A oh yeah, for sure. And they were still cranking out stuff, but when he was done, they kind of. I mean, like they, yeah, they, like I said, the animators sort of like became a separate company. The mm-hmm. entity, the like, 
entity of Studio Ghibli still existed in that like they're trying to build a theme park in Japan and different things like Isn't that. Isn't he building an actual park park? Like, There's a park park, yeah. yeah. I think that already exists. That, but that, yeah, I think I, I believe that was... Yeah, because he was building that last year. He was going to build a park park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that... I think like a nature reserve. Right. Yeah, it's just supposed right. to look like any scene that you would see yeah. in Studio Ghibli. Totally. And he's making it for like yeah. just a Japanese countryside. But the, the theme yeah, park yeah, yeah. was the, the thing park that was is, just announced. Yeah. yeah, that's another thing they're yeah. working on. So I used to think that the Miyazaki of Studio Ghibli fan was the same guy from Dark Souls. They're in fact two different people. Um, yeah, he, he worked, unfortunately, there goes my Studio Ghibli Dark Souls movie. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like he, he, he worked on some family-friendly stuff, and he decided, "Hey, I want everyone to suffer." Yeah, so they mm-hmm. total opposite. Or you know, maybe, you need to get that out. It's cathartic. Yeah. You guys could just be misinterpreting Dark Souls. It could just be like a really like uplifting experience. <laughs> I mean, the lore so is subtle. open for yeah. discussion. Right. You know, nothing's really set in stone. Yeah, that lore is nonsense. It's it's really stupid. For sure. And then uh, finally, um, yeah, it was just now say that Disney is in fact working on the Obi Wan Kenobi spinoff movie yep. they've mm-hmm. talked about for ages. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not against, um, yeah, sure. and I'd, I'd even be all for Ewan McGregor coming back because he's the right age for yeah. the lost years. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah and he, he'd be nice if he got to be Obi Wan in a good yeah. movie. That'd be a big plus for him. My only concern with that though is the guy that's currently in charge of the project is Stephen Daldry, who made uh, The Hours and The Reader and Billy Elliot. Um, so he's a very placid uh, yeah. personality-free yeah. Oscar bait kind of director. Well, he did like Broadway stuff for ages too. Yeah, I think, totally. Before. Yeah, totally. It's an odd choice. It is an odd choice, and it just and he like, he's someone that like he's fine, but he's just devoid of personality, yeah. and it just m- makes me increasingly concerned about the Star Wars yeah. team not and essentially treating the directors they bring to their projects like TV directors and yeah. not really wanting them to be in charge of the projects. Mm-hmm. It very much mm-hmm. feels like that, and that's a bummer. But that being said, I would like to see an Obi Wan movie. So yeah, sure, we'll see especially like Ewan McGregor was like perfectly cast. Oh yeah, so totally. Think, yeah, yeah. It'd be great to see him like you know live that up again. Yeah, he he deserves to get it. I think he's a, he's, a, he's a good choice for the role. I think he was a perfect choice when they did it. I yeah. think that was the best part of those movies. Oh, oh like, no way, man. Hayden Christensen. He was oh, awesome. yeah. exactly <laughs> how I always pictured a young Darth yeah. Vader. Mm-hmm. Whiny and yeah, angst-filled, <laughs> wooden acting. <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah. We'll see what happens. Cool. Yeah. That's it. Take yeah, a break then. I think then. it's a good time for a break right now mm-hmm. uh, and hear from our uh, sponsors. The Pixels and Ink podcast is brought to you by Buns, your city network. Buns connects you to the people in your neighborhood to help you find the things you need to fuel your real life. Swap things you already have to get items you need. You can also find jobs that pay the bills, homes for rent, advice, and a place to talk about your city. Buns is available online at buns.com and on your phones via the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Man, I wish I could get new comics every month, but I'm broke and oddly always $5 short. Lame. Wait, five bucks short, you say? Well, I've got something special for you. What the hell was that? It's me, the discount ghost of Coupons Past. Are you scared? What the f- Use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, to get $5 off your next Comic Bento subscription. So wait, if I use the code CGMEG all in caps, all one word, I get $5 off my next Comic Bento? Yes, use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, and get $5 off your next Comic Bento. A whole $5, eh? Now that's scary. Welcome back, and thanks, Bun Podcast Network and Comic Bento. 
Anyway, um, Phil, you've seen some movies for us. I have. Yeah. yeah, I have two to talk about, and I actually enjoy both of them, which is a nice change. Oh, Weird. That's, that's amazing. Scared. Especially for this part of the summer. Yeah, this is normally not a good time. It's the dregs, usually. Exactly. So the first one is Logan Lucky, um, which is the latest movie by Steven Sodenberg, who uh, retired from movies. Um, did he really? Yeah, that's what he said hmm. in after Behind the Cabarabra, the one he did about... Um, God, how am I breaking on his name? The, like, infamous gay pianist. Oh, yeah. Who made his boy toy get plastic surgery to look like him. Liberace. Yeah. I was um, just going to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pavarotti, I'm like, no, okay, it was a singer. Yeah, yeah, Liberace, yeah, which, yeah, which is uh, actually a really fun uh, flick, um, as fun as that story could be. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, he had claimed he was retired from movies because he just couldn't get the movies made that he wanted to anymore. And then, obviously, is no longer retired. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, yeah, and the movie he's made, which, like, you'd maybe expect would be some sort of uh, big personal artistic odyssey, but it is, in fact, a big, goofy uh, heist romp. That makes um, sense. He did also do the Ocean's Eleven movie, so there's precedent for that, but this is a very different story um, because rather than being uh, very classy, professional, globe-trotting uh, thieves, it is uh, rednecks who have never done a heist before. So it's good times. <laughs> yeah, so it's about uh, Channing Tatum stars as a... Uh, Channing Tatum and Adam Driver, I should say, are two brothers who um, talk, who are convinced their family's cursed because they have such horrible luck. Uh, uh, T- uh, Tatum was a, like... Uh, high school football prodigy ever assumed was going to be in the NFL and then he blew his knee out and has been working crappy construction jobs ever since Adam Driver uh, joined the army and lost a hand during the war and now oh. works as a truck stop bartender so they're not doing great um, and uh, but Tatum's uh, most recent job is uh, he's working at a NASCAR track where they've been experiencing some, experiencing some sinkholes right. they've been digging tunnels to get in which he has experience from for being a coal miner and he realizes as a result of that they have very easy access to the safe and could probably uh, blow that safe open. The problem is they don't know how to do that. They do one guy who does, though, who's this uh, lunatic redneck super criminal um, uh, played by Daniel Craig, which so is he, hilarious. He, he's very British. Looked amazing yes. in the trailers. Yes. Like, he, that's his, oh, he's yeah. what sold me on oh, it. He's done a fantastic job. Yeah, apparently um, Sodenberg called him up and said, um, yeah, I don't care what you do. Just... <laughs> just go for it and uh, you came up with this very cartoonish very hilarious character um he's in prison though so that means i have to break him out in addition to pulling off the heist um so it's pretty complicated um and it, it's just a yeah and it's a ton of fun i mean heist movies are i find yeah. very satisfying when they're done well because it's all mm-hmm. you know it's very cinematic you get when the, it all comes together exactly at the end. Yeah, yeah get the gang together do the trick you know hide something from the mm. audience da, 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 da. and this is uh you know soderbergh's done a few of them now so he's very good at it and uh, and it's just it, it feels very much like a movie where everyone involved was having a lot of fun. That's good. Um, it's also despite the fact that it's you know set amongst uh, you know uh, the redneck community, it could yep. very easily be sort of mawkish and looking down on them. But it's a very loving portrait. The characters really reminded me a lot of like uh, the, Coen, the way Coen Brothers yeah. like those characters, where they're like lugheads, but then they say something and you're like, oh, I guess you're brilliant. I had no idea. <laughs> um, it's very snappy, very funny. All the characters are very well defined. The performances are very loving, and um, because it's Soderbergh, it's expertly directed, mm-hmm. and very clever. A lot of the jokes are built right into the cinema, uh, in, into the like the editing and right, the staging right. and everything. And it's just incredibly satisfying and the kind of thing that's impossible to leave without a smile on your face. And, uh, yeah, everyone's fantastic. And Daniel Craig's hilarious. Steph McFarlane's in it. He's quite good. Um, Adam Driver and Tatum are both great. It was just a ton of fun. And it's also something that I really encourage people to see because it was actually, um, even though a very mainstream movie, it was kind of an experiment um, in that 
uh, Sodenberg uh, financed it, like got the budget by selling off the foreign distribution rights. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, adverti- got the advertising budget to do himself by selling off all the streaming and home video rights. So, and then all the actors and, and himself work for scale. So right now, as the movie goes into release, um, they're at zero. And every dollar they make theatrically is profit that goes directly to the filmmakers. And, th- and this is the movie that he wanted to not work within the studio system. Exactly. So he basically yeah. found a way to not do it. Like what totally. Kevin Smith did. Yeah, totally. Like it's an Tusk. idea. Yeah, totally. And it's ideas had for a while. Um, and it's interesting because it is, it's a result of, you know, like uh, digital distribution. Yeah. Now that there's no, no film prints that right. need to be uh, sent, just files. Like it is possible very cheaply to distribute a movie widely in a yeah. way that was never possible before. The problem's advertising. Yeah. And so they've come up with sort of creative ways to do it and, again, have the advertising play for itself by selling off all of the screening rights. Yeah. So I hope it does well because if it does, it's a new distribution yeah. model. Now, granted, it's not something that will work for first-time filmmakers. You have to be yeah, established. You, you, and you have, have to, to like have Sto- Soderbergh, Spielberg, that sort totally. of level and, of filmmaking. Yeah, totally. And it. you have to have like uh, movie stars to yeah. sell it. Like, they're... they're it's tricky, but if it works, it would be a nice new. Yeah. It would be a way of replacing that like mid-budget mm-hmm. adult movie that's yeah. essentially gone away, aside from during Oscar season. And uh, and I hope it does well because it's an interesting experiment and uh-huh. a ton of fun and just immensely satisfying, in every way, shape, or form. I highly recommend it. And then the other one I can talk about this week is the Hitman's Bodyguard. I've heard of which this. Which is uh, yeah. ads for it on our site. Exactly. <laughs> Which is a big, uh, which I also quite enjoyed. I'm pleased okay. to say. Now it that looks I know, fun. Now that I know it's advertised on the site, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, no, it, it was actually a lot of fun. So it's, I mean, it's a very traditional like buddy action movie. It's oh. it's, it's Midnight Run. Uh, it's another Midnight Run remake, just with Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson. So Ryan Reynolds plays a guy who used to be a professional bodyguard for like politicians and uh, gangsters and so forth. He prided himself on being the best until someone got shot in the face on his watch and then he lost it and now he's burned out and drugged out and still good at what he does but working with like low-level criminal scum. And he gets a chance to redeem himself when his ex-girlfriend who now works in Interpol needs to transfer an assassin played by Sam Jackson uh, to an international court to uh, testify against a war criminal played by Gary Oldman. Oh, yeah, so it's a great cast, and the, most of the movie is just Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson bickering and then beating people up. <laughs> and uh, oh, and and Selma Hayek's also in it, and an extended cameo that almost steals the movie is a really foul-mouthed uh, assassin girlfriend to Sam Jackson, who's in prison. Um, it's yeah, so it's very very basic. It doesn't mm. pretend to be anything it's not, but it is a ton of fun. I mean, the cast is fantastic that I right. just described. Um, and there's and Sam Jackson gets some fantastic. Reynolds and Jackson both get some great dialogue. I believe at one point. Uh, Sam Jackson says, there are a couple lines he liked. They all have swear words. So I guess the one I'll say is at one point he describes something as a plethora of mother effers, which is a good line, especially for him. (laughs) Especially for him. And uh, so it's fun on that level. And then beyond that, the action scenes are actually excellent, which I didn't expect. It's directed by... um, Where's his name? It's directed by Patrick Hughes, who previously did the worst and most boring of the Expendable movies. Oh, fun. I didn't have high hopes for the action, but it's actually incredibly well done. In particular, there was one chase scene in Amsterdam with Sam Jackson in a boat on the canals and then Ryan Reynolds and bad guys on either motorcycles or cars driving through the streets and bridges across the canals. Oh, okay. Fair enough. That's absolutely spectacular. Um, and, you know, it's one of those, a lot of people try to do the kind of like throwback yeah. 80s, 90s action movie now, and it's very tricky to get right. And I feel like this one actually did it. Nice. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it is a B movie, um, but it's a really fun one. And, uh, 
yeah, if you lament the loss of those old timey yeah. big dumb action movies, this is a pretty good one. So awesome! I highly recommend either of those. They're both a good time. Nice. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And I know we're uh, if you want to hear more about uh, Logan Lucky, mm-hmm. your uh, review went up on the site yesterday. That's correct. So go check it out on cgmagonline.com. It's Please do. Really good review. Thank you. Got a lot of things to say. They okay. always are. Oh yeah. shucks, guys! Aww. You're the coolest, Phil. Aww. Hey, Phil. <laughs> so. Quinn, you played some really big games this week. Well, one really big game. One really big game. One really big game. And smaller yeah. game? I played um, uh, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. No, you did that, that shooter. Oh, that was last week? What shooter? The, uh, laser exclusive. Oh, yeah, that's right. I played Matterfall, and yeah, I really Matterfall. liked it. Yeah. I can't believe it slipped my mind. Um, Sony loves you right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll talk about Uncharted first, just because that's kind of the big thing, yeah. um, and it comes out next week. And I'll start off by saying, I mean, I said this in my review, I, I love the Uncharted series, but A Thief's End, like, it bored me yeah. to tears. Um, I turned it off maybe a third of the way through, and I never went back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only game in the series I didn't finish, and, you know, I felt a little, I don't know, like I'd betrayed uh, something mm-hmm. I was quite fond of. But anyways, uh, booted up The Lost Legacy, um, and you know I finished it in, I think, two or three days. Nice. Not a very long game. Uh, I guess none of the Uncharted ones are. No. No. But definitely the most fun I've had with the series in a while. Oh, um, awesome. Yeah. Because I, I even like the last one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, um, they kept a lot of the like the mechanics from the last one, so like the rope swinging okay. and the, the piton or mm-hmm. whatever, the climbing yeah, thing. Do they have any car chases again? Uh, sort of. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's sort of open world. Oh, which was really neat. Um, I didn't know how well that worked because Uncharted's always been very linear yeah. Yeah. in the best way, like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. very scripted, uh, good set pieces, mm. blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. They kind of plop you down in the middle of this big part of uh, the Western Ghats, which yeah. is a mountain range in India, mm-hmm. and you have a bunch of things you have to do, and you can kind of tackle them in whatever order you want. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now I have a question because I was talking to the um, directors of the game, and they were saying they managed to tell a linear story in a non-linear gameplay. How do they manage that? Uh, well, basically, so you have three major areas, like big temples, mm-hmm. sort of, um, on the map that can be tackled in any way that you want. But prior to that, and once finishing that, it kind of segs back into like the plot. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and there's little side quests and stuff you can do. But yeah, it was uh, you know stupidly pretty, as all Naughty Dog games yeah, are. The yeah. trailers looked mm-hmm. gorgeous. Oh, I mean. It was lush. Lush was the word I couldn't stop thinking about when I was playing it because it takes place in India, so there's a lot of plant life and trees and flowers and water, and, like, it feels alive. It's colorful. It feels humid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it was fun. Uh, it was briskly paced. There was, you know, the climbing sections never felt overly long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the, good because that's normally what drags those. Oh man, yeah. and the walking and talking parts. Yeah, 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 I mean, there's a bit of that at the beginning when they're kind of setting up the characters, which mm-hmm. is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once a game kicks off, there's very little of that, which is you know what really turned me off about Uncharted Four. Yeah, uh, the combat's fun. They introduce silenced weapons. Oh, that's neat. Oh, which okay. I believe is a first for the series. I don't like. I didn't finish Uncharted Four, but I don't yeah. remember seeing them. Which, you know, it makes the stealth sections all the more fun. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's something that I'm surprised it took them five games to put in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but, yeah, it's still more fun to, like, sneak around and pull them off ledges and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, popping them in the head with the silencer was a blast, no as doubt. it always is. Mm-hmm. And something that didn't even occur to me until they, until they finished was it's two minority female lead characters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true, yeah. Which, I mean, honestly, just given 
you know, the state of the industry in the last few years with Gamergate and all that, I really thought that would be more of a narrative surrounding the yeah. game. Yeah. And not a lot of people seem to be talking about it, but also that's cool because it can show that yeah. it doesn't have to yeah, be, it doesn't have to be a big deal. the center of the game, yeah, you know? Yeah, it yeah. can still be just a fun game that just coincidentally totally. yeah. uh, has yeah, these two I, characters. I almost wonder if it was something like when they started developing, they thought they'd make more of a big deal out of, and then by the time it came out, the climate was such they realized yeah. they didn't even have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it didn't even occur to me until I was done that yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is good because I mean that that series has banked so much on yeah. kind of the banter between Sully and Nathan. Uh, and Drake. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. it's it's starting up. You're like, how are they going to master that? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, the voice actresses were fantastic. Um, it still had that kind of witty banter between the two characters. Yeah, all in all, fun. Cool. Price tag's a bit steep. I got to mm. be honest. Uh, Forty bucks for an experience that long is you know yeah. that's a lot of money to ask. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean it, it's. Productions through the roof, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. it can't have been cheap to make. Either, it sure. can't have been cheap to make, and there yeah. is like there's a new multiplayer mode and a whole bunch of new skins and stuff as well. So oh, yeah. if you're an Uncharted fan, highly recommend it. Hmm. Sweet. Um, yeah, most fun I've had with the series probably since Uncharted Two. So. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, and so tell us about Matterfall then. Oh yeah, so Matterfall is from Housemark, so the guys that made Stardust and uh, Res, I think. No, no. no. Um, they did the Dead. That. Top uh, like the shooter zombie game. Oh, what was that game called? It was top down yes. zombie shooter, uh, like a mobile game. No, it was um kind of like um. um. Uh, I'm gonna forget. I, I'm drawing a blank here. This okay. is great radio. Yeah, now we're now. All, yeah. yeah. So it was you're gonna have to edit this. So it was like Dead Nation. Dead, Dead Nation. Nation. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah they yeah. like Super Stardust is on here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure what hand. Anyway, whatever. It's a fun arcadey. Um, semi-platformer, like bullet hell, yeah. twin stick. Um, it's short, it's sweet, it's colorful. Um, looks incredible mm. on, on a nice TV, I imagine, because I played it on a crappy one. <laughs> and it still looked really good. Mm. Uh, not a lot of uh, length to it, but plenty of replay value if you like that kind of high score, who can finish fastest, uh, leaderboard type stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just, I, I love games with really fluid, groovy mm-hmm. combat. It was really weird to get into it first because of the nature of it being twin stick. All the like jumping and crouching and dashing buttons are mapped to the shoulder. Oh, weird. Oh, okay. Which like my thumb kept wanting to hit X yeah. Yeah. square yeah, yeah, to jump. Yeah, yeah. That took a while to get used to. But then when it finally clicks, it's you know it's it's smooth, it's fluid, it's awesome. fast. Just it definitely takes a bit of getting used to. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's a. I think it's only twenty bucks. That's um, awesome. And yeah, if you like those kind of games, highly recommend. It looked pretty it. too from what I saw. Oh, so yeah, beautiful game. So much color and and just vividness happening yeah. on screen. Awesome. Yeah, very cool. Sounds very good. Cool. And uh, Phil, what'd you play? Oh yeah, I mean, I didn't play anything new, but well, I um, we'll talk about it. Yeah, 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 talk about it for sure. No, having uh, seen, uh, I saw John was hard boiled in the theater a few weeks ago, which okay. was incredible. Yeah. And then. After that, I remembered that he'd been involved in the game, and yeah. I looked it up and found out it was actually a direct sequel where you get to play as Tequila. Is it actually Chow a direct sequel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're playing as uh, Chow, Giant and Fat did all the voice performance and everything. Oh, and awesome. he, He's even named Tequila, so it's a direct <laughs> sequel. So I grabbed it, and I've been working through it. And, I mean, like, look, it is like it is a very overt knockoff of um, – Max Payne, yeah, obviously, mm-hmm. which is fair because Max yeah. Payne was a knockoff of John Wick. Absolutely, Wade. yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> totally. the, the circle, the cycle continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And the um, yeah, the plot's pretty stupid, and and 
it can be a bit buggy but at the same time i've had a ton of fun with it just because yeah. what i wanted out of it was just to do, do john woo silliness and there's so much of that you can literally run or slide off anything and it will go into slow motion allow you to kill guys <laughs> it's fantastic which is exactly what you want exactly right? yeah, like, yeah 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 like you doing, you'll right? jump up and like run down a banister killing guys and then from there like dive onto a uh, cart and slide yeah. across the cart so i remember this game getting negative reviews when it first launched and this was ps early ps3 yeah, yeah, yeah. 360. and i could see that if only because it is derivative and yeah. repetitive but for the purposes that i yeah. got it for i'm liking the hell of it mm. and um from what i understand like your powers increase and i'm gonna play it at least until i get the ultimate superpower which okay. is that you press one button and doves fly out of the ceiling and you, uh, kill, and you kill everyone in the room is that actually power? Like, yeah Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So I yeah, I have to play it until then at That's least. That's fair. So um, yeah, as a like John Woo, uh, big John Woo fan, which I most certainly am. That was fun, and uh, yeah, he's got a new uh, his first action movie since uh, the '90s coming out. Wow! In the fall, so I'm on board. You're, you're just right on, right on time. I know it worked out perfectly. So anyway, yeah, if you like John Woo and don't mind uh, rip off silly ps3 era games it was a great time ps3 was a solid system it really was yeah it really really was underrated so, yeah i right. think so absolutely especially in the later stages yeah. man they mm. killed it yeah totally wow yeah brendan mm. what'd you play I, I just played the world council it's a um card game yeah it's a card game it's, yeah it's a, yeah. it's a cardboard game type of thing um so the concept of the game is you are a each representing a country and you're all trying to control the world in the way you want so you can like um build power plants build solar reactors like send like use nuclear deterrence against your enemies to get them to like give you things it's it's weird it's it's made originally in hong kong so the, d the instruction manual for this game is completely just google translated <laughs> <laughs> like one of those really bad translations oh yes oh too. yeah, yeah. It, like some of the sentences don't make sense at all like i don't i don't know what to do here like <laughs> am i supposed to do this i don't know uh but once you figure it out it actually is not very hard at all you basically just do what the card says you do like whatever you can during that turn you're done mm -hmm. um it's i feel that it's needs a bit of work on their design because some of it feels a little awkward the way it works mm-hmm but it's fun. It's a really fun little game. It takes like 30 minutes to play. Okay. Yeah, it was, I, I think I got it for 300 and some Hong Kong dollars, which works out to be 30 bucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I kickstarted it. I think you can now just buy it via the site. Um, it's the World Council. Uh, it's yeah, it's a fun little game. I, I don't know what else to say about it. it, it I like the art style they have going on. They have a very kind of... Um, did you ever any of you play um, DEFCON? Yes. Yeah, it looks like that. Well, the very simple, like, military style, like, yeah. light up icon type things. Like, uh, oh, like a war games type yeah. background. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it yeah. looks like all the cards look look like that. That kind of very stylized, single, like, color on color like type. Kind of Cold War yeah. era video yeah. screens. Very of. much so. Uh, and then it's you'd basically just have different countries. So you have like um, superpower, developed nation, island nation, totalitarian state, and each different country or different nation has a different win condition. So if you're playing a superpower, you get more cards, but you, it's harder for you to win if you're playing the totalitarian state. You only have one win condition, but you get three cards to start with. So it, it all kind of plays... Mm -hmm. Disadvantages and advantages... So it's balanced. It, it is a balance yeah. to it. I don't know. I think the totalitarian state was a little harder because it had four military, mm -hmm. whereas the, which was a little harder to get than the other nations, which are just like food and grain, things like that. So it, 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 it's 
just a different way. You need to learn how to play the game and figure out how to kind of strategize. If you're just playing just playing cards, you really do wear through the resources stuff very quickly. Yeah. And the world ends really quick. <laughs> well, the but best games are, the, like, especially with card games, yeah. that, like, you don't really get it first. Yeah. But after a few rounds, like, you know exactly what you're trying to do. Exactly. And, and how to win or screw your enemies over. I, I did find it was an interesting rule that there's no rule stopping you from just ending the world so someone else doesn't win. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So basically, like in the I game, I think that 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 would be my go-to strategy. Like, like every time. Every time, I just end the world. If like slightly losing, end I, the world. Yeah, I can't over, win. Guys. So forget you guys. So um, when I was playing, I was like, you get one. Tur- the enemy players have one turn to try to stop you from winning. Uh, so what the person I was playing with did was, well, I'm just going to do this and this and this action, and now the world ends. And I'm like, all right, that, oh. <laughs> that ends. Well, we all lose, but at <laughs> least, yeah, you <laughs> didn't win. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's a fun little game. It's easy to pick up. Uh, the price point's good. Like, it's, as I said, like 30-some bucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For a game that's, you're gonna, it's easy to play. You can play in, I think, four to six players. It's easy to pick up. Once you know how to play, you yeah. can teach another person to play in, like, five minutes. Well, I was the same with Coup. Like, it yeah. took me a couple, like, rounds to get into it. But then mm-hmm. once I was into it, I was like, I really got into it. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's worth playing. If anyone can find it in some local shop or buy it online, it's it's well worth playing. But don't go in expecting the most like riveting game ever. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Think you'll play it again? Yeah, I'll play it again. Yeah, yeah. Cool. 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 Um, I'm playing one. I can't really go. Like I can talk a little bit about like my first impressions, but I'm playing Metronomicon Slay the Dance Floor. And so <laughs> I have this obsession, which is an amazing game. name for isn't a it, game. I gotta isn't be that the best name? Yeah. It is a great title. Um, I have this obsession with DDR, and when I saw this at like a few packs ago, and then continued to see it at every con that I happened to be at mm. in the indie booth, um, it just kept getting cooler and cooler because they'd introduce like guitar hero guitars and dance pads, <laughs> and it's just it's it's this wild, crazy like RPG mixed in with a DDR mechanic. Bizarre. It's really it's really crazy. It's but um, it doesn't even make sense. I'll t- I'll talk a little bit more about that next time. But okay. it's a I'm 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 having. I'm having some fun with what I'm playing right now. Sweet. Yeah. So I guess that's it, guys. That it is. Yeah. Anything else? Anybody? No, I think no? we're done. We're yeah, good? that's good for me. Done, yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening. And if you like what you hear or you want to hear more about the things that we talked about, uh, you can visit us at cgmagonline.com or follow us on Twitter at cgmagonline. Brendan Fry, you still got a Twitter. What's your Twitter? B Fry twenty six. And Quinn, you you have Twitter yet? No Twitter. No Twitter. Mm-hmm. What about next week? Nope. He never. has a Twitter, he just doesn't use it. <laughs> like I've had a Twitter for like six years, yeah. but I think the last thing I updated was like a PlayStation 3 announcement. So. <laughs> Can you just tweet out PlayStation 3 announcements? Just continually. Just yeah, why not? It's a good idea. Have you guys heard of this game, Demon's Souls? <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. It just came out. <laughs> and Phil? At that Phil Brown. Great. And I'm at Lisa Awesome. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook at CG Magazine, on Instagram at CG Mag Online. Um, if you are getting this through uh, iTunes podcast, you can like and rate us, and that'd be great. Give us five stars. Give us five stars. No, well, it'd be, be, be good. If you think be we kind. deserve it. If you think we deserve Even if five you don't, stars. Whatever. Give us five stars. <laughs> yeah, We're good people. Give us ten stars. Ten out of five. <laughs> Let more people hear us. We if probably you deserve it. I think we should. We also on Stitcher Radio. And, and Oh, yeah, Stitcher Radio. So you can rate us on and there. SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. As long as that lasts. (laughs) As much as we can. And thanks again to Buns Podcast Network and Comic Bento for sponsoring our podcast. From everyone here at CG Magazine, have a great weekend. See you later.